Oh my god, Victoria, we're finally back. Oh my god. Oh my god, another season of Harry Potter Minute. We'll be talking about Chamber of Secrets. And there's so much to talk about. I'm so excited for this. Really though, we do have a lot we, we do have a lot of things to talk about. I am excited to talk about stuff like Gilderoy Lockhart. No, I know we're gonna talk about Gilderoy Lockhart a lot. A lot. There's so much because he's a the lot. five is it the the five time winner of Witches Weekly's most charming smile. Most charming smile. Most charming smile. He's probably not qualified for his position. Probably Probably? Not. Nah, I don't uh, think so. Something fishy about that guy. <laughs> Something fishy. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Uh, oh my god, we get to go to the burrow for the first time? That's fun. That is I fun. I love the burrow. Me too. I think the burrow feels so cozy. They're the most, like, kind of traditional family. We get to be Dobby. We get new characters. We get Dobby this year. We did get a few new characters. Well, more new and then elaborated on characters. Because I gotcha. believe... I believe Ginny will now show up in the picture. Yeah, Ginny has a bigger role to play. We only saw her briefly in the first one. More Ginny. And the introduction of Dobby, and of course the introduction of Gilderoy Lockhart, which we already <gasps> mentioned. Literally the week after the introduction of Gilderoy Lockhart is the introduction of Lucius Malfoy. Right? Oh, he's a he's a character. He is a character. He's, he's extra. So extra. Uh, after the burrow, we get to see the Harry and Ron steal a flying car. And don't we all just want to want to fly a flying car? I would love to fly. I would be really scared to fly a flying car, actually. That poor car. I mean, it, you know, they run it right into a tree. Yes, we get to meet the Whomping Willow. If you Not wanna. just any tree. Not just any tree. Yeah. If you want to say meat, I mean, it's, I guess that's going to be on a... Is it, it's, it is sentient. Oh my god, is it sentient? Well, well, save it. <laughs> that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. This is a big one, you guys. We're, we're going to open the Chamber of Secrets. Find us at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mallrats, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 71, which is quite possibly the greatest teen sex minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derekach. And we have questions about what's going on in this minute. <laughs> yes. Um, I will say that the main crux of this minute does not take place in the theatrical version, so we will let everybody in on what happens if you have not seen the extended cut. But Are you minute seventy one watching it with us? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure not everybody's <laughs> gonna go out there and run down the um, original version and not just rewatch the beginning, but watch the whole thing. <laughs> But this minute 71 starts with a half-assed apology and ends with Mr. Spenning still talking. Uh, um, yeah, so we start with he's trying to apologize, T.S. is, for yeah. ruining this man's life, his life's work. He also he says something weird about penalizing Brandy and I or Armin R. I mean, our relationship. Like, he flubs the line pretty bad in that spot there. Ah, that's hard to believe. <laughs> Here, I was trying to go back to... Uh, I have this script in front of me. I was trying to see how it was written. Oh, Uh oh, he's going to the script. And for that, I'm sorry, but to penalize Brandy and I, our relationship for that, come on, isn't there some other way? That's what the actual line is. Well, he says that, but there's a couple of us and ums in between there as he's saying it. Not a great line right here, though, but to penalize Brandy and I, our relationship for that. Yeah, well, I think that's why he flubs, because he says, to penalize Brandy and I, um, our relationship, because it doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's, that's a real mouthful of words to get out yeah like it'd be tough to get over that and you know not stumble over it and it's probably even harder when you're high yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, so he starts. He, yeah, he's giving him that speech about that, and uh, I have in my my notes. Rooker starts to look around like he's coked out. Yeah, yeah, he's having a panic attack. It looks like he's just looking all over the place. <laughs> he's looking around like <laughs> he's cheating on his wife, and he's looking for her. He's like, huh? What's yeah, going on? Huh? yeah, that's what I was thinking too. He looks crazy. Which we know Lafour is, is standing right off to the side. Like, if he could just at any point go, all right, come get him. Right. And that's when uh, T.S. slips up right there. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Svenning is being very cordial. I mean, he's still going to get um, T.S. arrested. Yeah. But he's being very cordial, very nice. He's got his fake nice Mr. Svenning face on. <laughs> it, the, the music even changes. When he when he says Mario, it goes, dun-dun. <laughs> all right. He turns on a dime. Yeah, yeah. He's good. I'm trying to, usually, this type of reaction you wouldn't get if you just said you were going to marry somebody's daughter. Right. I mean, I, I don't. What do you? What would you have to say to your not married, but like, say you were just dating a girl? What would you have to say to her father to elicit this reaction? I mean, you have I to think, say like, uh, I'm going to go get her high and have her in a threesome tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have to be something sexual to get him that that upset. Yeah, but he. I mean, like, we're just literally going to have unprotected sex all night. I'm trying to get her <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> He grabs him by his shirt and his ear and yeah. just starts leaning in. And well, he gets him by like the back scary. of the neck. Yeah, it's like like the scruff of his neck, like a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the way like an adult would like grab a hold of a yeah, like a dog or like a little kid. Yeah, grabs the back of the neck so you can't turn away. So you've got to lock eyes with him. Uh-huh. That's got to be scary, even acting in this this scene. Yeah, so, <laughs> and, and when it cuts away, we do get the we get the buy me toys and the rug munchers in the background. Yeah. I want to know what it says underneath. What does it say underneath the rug muncher sign? Um, you can see it earlier. It's not it exciting. Something. It's not as uh, good as yeah. rug munchers. I think it says carpet surplus or something like that now that I think about it. I like that he, he repeats it for Mr. Svenning. He's like, I was going to ask her to marry me. Yeah, in Florida. I really don't think you should do that. Okay, now, what's the first thing that uh, the TS did wrong? If this, If you were going old school, traditional, what should he have done? He should have asked him. should have asked yeah. Uh, what do you think the odds are that Svenning gives that permission? I, I didn't. I don't think that's going over well either. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know that Brandy was ready to be asked because when it gets brought up to her earlier in the movie, she seems pretty shocked by it. Right. Um, I don't know how most people do it, but like when I propose to my wife, and I'm assuming you propose to her, to your wife, like they kind of knew it was coming at some point. They didn't know when. But yeah, like, I, you, if, <laughs> did you at least discuss it? Please tell me you didn't just drop it and you were just rolling the dice that she'd say yes. Listen, I dropped it, but I dropped it after yeah, I dated her for ten sorry. years, and we moved in together in an apartment. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here's I don't the think thing, like, I don't think she didn't think it was coming. You know, like I feel like maybe it happens in real life, but everybody I've known that I've ever proposed, same thing. They were together for a long time. Most of them lived together. Right. Christ, some of them had kids together already, and it was yeah, just like. Yeah. It's almost like a formality at that point of like, oh, okay, you want to get married? Yeah, we're going to get married and our son is going to be the, the ring bearer. Don't worry. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I've never understood the, I'm going to ask her to marry me. Have you discussed marriage at all? No. Right. Right. Right up there with my other favorite of, and you see this in movies and TV shows all the time. Couple gets married and then, you know, they're at like a, a dinner or something like a, you know, it's like me and my wife and you and your wife, we, everyone just got married. And I say something like, oh, I can't wait to have five or six kids. And then she goes, I don't want to have kids. <laughs> right. What, are you, you kidding me? this before? Yeah. Yeah, you've never had that discussion before? <laughs> you married the guy and didn't know that he didn't want kids? Yeah. There's not a whole lot well, of things you definitely need to know about your spouse, but that's one of them. Yeah, that's a deal breaker. If you're going to get married and the other one, you want kids and the other one doesn't, that's a deal breaker, I think. It's like you get married and you're just like, oh, you didn't know I did 
black tar heroin every night. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like did, did we not discuss this? That's, like I said, we lived. I mean, we lived together for like five years before I even asked her. It was like I I proposed to her in our house, you know, in our apartment. So it's like <laughs> stupid. I proposed to my wife in our apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. It. I, I took her somewhere else and was going to do it and couldn't do it all night long. And then when we came home, I freaking proposed to her at home. Yeah, yeah, I can remember telling my family because I told them ahead of time. Right. And like getting grief from them. Yeah. And I was like, I uh, I don't care. You know, you know what I got grief for? Not the getting married part. I got grief for the moving out together part. Oh. Like, oh, you know, because I was getting that, you know, they're trying to throw Catholic guilt at me. Right, right. I'm like, not even stop married. it. Tell her we're just friends. Don't worry. We're just roommates. Just roommates. We're going to add another girl in and I'm going to pretend like I'm gay and we'll be free's company. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be free's <laughs> company again. I'm going to have, <laughs> we're going to have the Ropers live upstairs. Oh, not Mr. Furley. Man, fuck Mr. Furley. <laughs> <laughs> Team Roper all the way. Team Roper. <laughs> It's never going to end. <laughs> it's nope. going to be. We're going to bring it up on every podcast just so you know. If you're sick of hearing it already, get used to it. <laughs> Especially if you're Team Furley. If you're Team Furley, we got no time for you. Listen, uh, we got minutes coming up where a girl from Three's Company's on there. Don't think we're not going to discuss Three's Company. Oh, Three's Company's getting discussed every minute then. <laughs> Don't think I'm not going to sing the whole theme song because it's probably going to oh, happen. Yeah. I'll probably get drunk and sing the theme song. <laughs> I'm going to come and knock on my door. I've been drinking since noon. <laughs> what was what's the neighbor's name? Larry. Larry was Larry. the neighbor's name. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Where do they go? Where are they going to go out to? Oh, the Regal Beagle. They're going yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> That is ridiculous. <laughs> that is pretty that movie, I, I mean, that, movie, that show only had like three plots. And they I just know. run them over and, and over again. <laughs> For some reason, it, it hooked you. I'll tell you exactly why it hooked you. Two words. John and Ritter. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a couple other things that hooked me. Yeah, I mean, there were some other things that got you hooked. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the reason why that show survived, I mean, because that only lasts a couple episodes. Then you're like, okay, well, I've seen it. Right. Now, John uh, Ritter's funny. Though. He was, A, incredibly funny, and B, master of the double take. Yeah. Of the, well, what? Like, yeah. I don't think anybody ever did it better. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, what were the, it was either like, Larry's going to get me into trouble. Um, Roper or Furley is going to come inspect the house for some reason, or I'm going to have to cook for my new boss. <laughs> Those were like was the, Felipe. Yeah, Felipe was the was the other cook, right? Yeah, and he'd have to cook at his house, and there'd either be a girl there, or he's handcuffed to somebody, or some other weird <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> this is a great show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the studio executives must have loved it, because the, the thing cost like $9 to make. Like, right. all you had to do was pay the salaries. It was like one step. They didn't even write scripts. They're like, John Ritter, just go do what, what you do, and we'll, you know, we'll film it. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Just uh, here's what's gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, say something to the the one girl. Say something to the other girl, and then Larry's gonna come in, and you're gonna go to one of our other two sets, the Eagle Beagle. <laughs> they had three sets. They had their their well, they had their their living room and kitchen and their bedrooms. Yeah. And they had Roper slash Furley's replace, and then Regal Beagle. Right. That was it. And the Regal Beagle. Yeah, that was it. And, like, the outside of the other apartments, but you never seen inside. Yeah. But it's funny, because in the opening of the show, they're, like, at the beach and shit. They never did any yeah. of that in the show. <laughs> never did. No, no way. They're like, hey, the can Regal we get Beagle, some money to go on, on location? They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Regal Beagle was on the beach. Like, you could see the beach when they opened the door to Regal Beagle, but I'm not positive. They were like, but our, our viewership's down. I don't know. Buy tighter shirts for the girls. <laughs> throw another blonde in there. Uh, Chrissy's leaving. Just throw another blonde in there. We're, we're pretending Chrissy hasn't left already, and we just have her call on the phone for episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow, that what that did happen. Oh my god, they didn't even have her on there for a while. They just no, because they, they all hated together. each other and they couldn't work together. Yeah. Oh my god. That's when you know things are going well. Oh, look, Janet did seem like a little bit of a bitch, though. All right. Okay, we've done our best. We've tried to avoid what's going to happen for the second half of this minute, but we've got to get into it. <laughs> I so, figured it out, by the way. Svenning, so yeah, Svenning gets himself under – what? You figured it out? Yeah, yeah. I know what's going on. His, uh, okay. Well, go ahead. His, <laughs> his Svenning gets himself under control and starts talking about he, yeah. he had to raise the daughter. Well, he said his wife was 15. I figured it out. His wife was doing experiments for a book <laughs> where she was sleeping right, with so, 15-year-old boys. So for whoever hasn't seen this, I'm going to tell you exactly what it says. <laughs> So T.S. says, I was going to marry her. We were going to go to Florida to get married. Uh, Svenning freaks out. And then he says, I've always felt bad about the fact I had to raise Brandy on her own or on my own. Her mother, she left us when Brandy was only three. Well, her mother was a little immature. She was only 15 at the yeah, time 15. she had her. Okay. What? So Okay, so that's bad. So she was a little immature. No, she literally was immature. She was 15. She so was when she left her, she was 18. He does. T.S. does a weird eye roll when he says that too. She was 15 when she had when she had her, and T- now, they they look they face T.S. with the camera, and he rolls his eyes about that. Like I gotta admit, guy. when he said that, when he said she was only 15 at the time, I got concerned because yeah. we had that whole Trista Dish thing. I was like, oh my god, was he like 30 when this happened? Thankfully, he wasn't because his next line is, of course, I was only 14, but that's another yeah. story. Whoa, well, let's stop this story and tell that story instead. Yeah. Also, Why are you 14 and 15 and having kids? If she's 20, say 25. Well, no, so she's not even that old because she's his age. So they're like 21, 22. 22 years old and he was only 14. So he's only 30, 35 years old. Well, okay. Well, here you go. Here's the question. How old was Michael Rucker when this made? I'm saying he's more like 40. Yeah, he ain't no 35. He's a rough 35. Or 35. <laughs> oh, oh, God. If I look him up and he's 35, it becomes a beast of shit out of you. Oh, I'm, I'm moving. I'm going to run away. <laughs> I don't think he's. I'm going to say he's 42 at this time. He looks the same now as he does in this movie. He does. He does look yeah. the same now. Now he's probably like 60 and he looks exactly the same. Yeah, he, he was born in 1955. Oh, God. So this is 19. No way. This is 95. So he's 40. Or he's probably 39, 40. Yeah, okay. He's you know, 34, 35, 36 years old. That's a movie, though. You can play five years younger. I guess. He looks well, they, I just listened now. to Star Wars Minute today and. Uh, I think Ray's supposed to be three or four years younger than um, Finn, and okay. they're the same goddamn age. <laughs> right. Just movies are weird. Well, the, in the original trilogy, not the original trilogy, the um, episode one, two, and three, it seems like um, Anakin catches up to, what's her name, Amadal- Amadalia? <laughs> oh, oh, please, please keep trying that name. <laughs> I, I, can't, I never could say it. I know what it's supposed to sound like. It doesn't come out right for me. I believe her real name is... Amadala. Yeah, Amadala. By the third, uh, by the third movie of that, they catch up in age. Okay, not 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 to jump on other people's minutes and and movies that have already been covered. Right. Um. Here's the problem. They cast Natalie Portman. So in the first movie, he's like whatever six. Yeah. And <laughs> she's supposed to be playing like twelve. Yeah, she's but not then the fun. next movie, it's now like seven years later, so they cast a different actor for him who's now like supposed to be 16, 17. She's now supposed to be like 20, but it's the same actor since only two years later. And she looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yes, well, I mean, this is not breaking news. The prequels have some issues. <laughs> yeah, they do have some issues. Right. I don't know what I was even thinking. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also been well thought out that he's like, how old is Obi-Wan at the end of like Revenge of the Sith? He's like 30-something. Yeah. And then it's only like 16 or 17 years later when Star Wars starts. 
And, and yet he's pl- he's paid by like sixty five year old Alec Guinness. Oh, ooh, that's some rough years on uh, Tatooine. <laughs> Everyone's now forty years older than they were. It is a desert planet, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Arrakis, the desert planet. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm crossing over my science fiction things. Speaking of science fiction, uh, that's the only world in which this story that he just told makes sense with 14 yeah. and 15 year olds. I was just reading a, an old Robert Heinlein story, and they're talking about some girl that's like 15 and having kids. I'm like, oh god, people were weird. <laughs> like, this is not okay. I feel like they were doing that when I was younger, and now nowadays it, you wait a little longer. Well, I mean, it's getting older and older. Uh, teen pregnancy is down, so that's good. Yeah, I feel I do feel like that, but I I don't know. I, it's hard to believe because we were in our 30s when we had my daughter, and like I feel like I'm grandpa when I go in there with with the young kids and their and their children that are my I'll, daughter's age. I'll tell you when I felt that way it was the first time when like Facebook started getting big and stuff, and you could see people from high school, oh, and man. I would be like 36 years old, and they would have like kids graduating high school. I, I'm telling you, most of the people I grew up would have grandchildren. I think they they the well. Let's be fair; they probably started at 14 or 15. Yeah. So we don't get his story about his 14 and 15 year old love affair. It's it's super weird. Like, and he's very like earnest when he tells that story too. Like, yeah, she was. I feel really bad. I, I for when he first started that speech about how his the mother left when she was three. I was like, I think he killed her. <laughs> I'm still not 100 percent sure he didn't kill her. <laughs> well, he is poor Henry, portrait of a serial killer. Yeah, which I need to watch again. I haven't seen that since I was a little kid. So she was fifth. I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time either. My wife used to love that movie. And we never. We haven't watched it in a couple of years. Um, he, she was fifteen. She left when she was eighteen and left him with a three-year-old when yeah. he was seventeen. Well, she was probably. I don't know. I hate to use this term, but she was probably like trailer trash or something. That's yeah, the way it seemed. Doesn't seem so. like because he's saying he came from nothing, so she probably came from nothing. So she probably turned eighteen and ran off. Right. So look again. It's making spending look like a good guy. He's now an 18-year-old single – not even 18, 17-year-old single father who raised this kid up. He, he's mentioning that he you know, he um, raised her by himself. You know what? You know I'm what going back. Like, I think Svenning's the hero of this movie. You start to feel bad for him. I know. I'm starting to root against T.S. here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rooting against him anyway. She's way too hot for him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Where's Jason Lee at? Get me, I could get back on the protagonist side of this movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else for this minute? Because uh, he ends it with like, oh, that's another story. So he's alluding to a more interesting story that we're not going to get to hear. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I have nothing else. All right. Then run through the plugs. We're on DuelingGenre.com. We're the James Allen Bob Minute. You can also find us on MoviesByMinutes.com. Pay special attention to the Star Wars Minute, the granddaddy of them all. There's about 112 of them on there now. Um, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. has a ton of movies by minutes also, including Rocky Minute. I think the Coronetto Minute just started back up again. Uh, Harry Potter Minute. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. Check it out. There's a lot of them. And they also have original programming, a couple movies, uh, Immunities, Geek by Night. You got anything else, Jeff? Um, I don't think so. Uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Music or iTunes or whatever calling it this week or whatever your podcatcher is. Um, if you don't get enough of my insane rantings, I had a, uh, I got a story published in a magazine called the MacGuffin. Um, I'll put a link up in the somewhere in the Jane Silent Bob minute, I guess. And we'll tweet it out. Uh, it's about a, it's about a grave robber. So it's not, a, it's not a real comedy. Let's say <laughs> <laughs> the MacGuffin. Where, where the hell's the MacGuffin from? Schoolcraft college. Oh, wow. It's a literary magazine. <laughs> I, I keep thinking, what was the dog that fought crime? 
That would be McGruff, the crime crime that dog. Was, that was McGruff. Yeah, and if you said McGuffin, I thought of McGruff right away. Listen, you, I said McGuffin, and you thought of McGruff. You didn't think of an actual <laughs> McGuffin. What's a McGuffin? I'm, oh dear God! Yeah, this, this I have no podcast. idea. What is that, no, we're done. We're done. We're out of here. <laughs> That's it. Okay, shut it down. Shut it down. We're gone. We're done. I don't even know what a McGuffin is. Shut it down. The podcast is over. We're done. No more mall rats. We're out of here. I'm leaving. I'm looking up a McGuffin right now. No, podcast over. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-